0: Welcome to Becoming Intuitive, the podcast that helps you tap into your intuitive nature. I'm your host, Gabrielle, a spirit channel, energetic healer, and intuitive coach. And this is where we demystify what it means to be intuitive. We discuss topics from light beings to psychic mediums and anywhere in between. So what are you waiting for? Let's get intuitive.
1: Welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm so grateful that you're here, like always. Today, I have with me a beautiful astrologer, Beth, who is here to teach us what the stars have coming up for us. So, hey, Beth, and welcome back.
2: Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. I'm so excited to be back chatting to you.
1: I'm so excited to hear what is in store for us. I feel like we're doing this in such a big month with a double moon in Aquarius I feel like this is like a perfect time so we can all like plan everything that we want and like get organized.
2: Yes I love that you said get organized too because just last week Mars moved into Virgo which is the sign of the organizer
1: and the planner and the details so I love that that's already come up. And I just bought, if everyone could see, I just bought this huge, like, whiteboard in order to organize my life last week. And my Virgo has been so happy because I'm a Virgo son. So, like, so incredibly organized the most I've ever been in my life. (laughs) Very much. I I have
2: my own Mars in Virgo and, like, seriously, to-do list every day I'm writing a new to-do list and I'm like scheduling my days by the freaking by the half an hour at the moment um because yeah just to channel in with that um that grounded planned energy which doesn't always come up and it's a nice breather I think from Mars in Leo for the month before it's been very fiery and impulsive so it's nice to kind of get that bit of grounding I think
1: and I think the more that I've come on this astrology journey with you, it's been so nice to see how you plan your life based on the stars. And I think that's something that I'm definitely incorporating into my life. So I'm really excited to take notes and like get notes. completely aligned with the stars.
2: <laughs> yes, we've got dates. We've got all sorts of
1: things coming up um,
2: the next three months, and i'm I'm so excited. so, Um, yeah, shall we just jump in? Let's go. Beautiful. Um, So obviously last time I was on, we were talking about kind of the last three or four months and it was really all about learning. Um, We had Mm -hmm. that big Gemini focus and we had that big, you know, with the North and South and in Gemini and Sagittarius at the moment, we've had that big focus on really learning from our experiences and from our life and really opening ourselves up to learning different perspectives and not so much following that impulse of that Mars and Leo that's been really active for us all, but about just being really open to keeping our eyes up. You know what I mean? Like really open to kind of learning and um, feeling the energy of the moment and really trying to understand, um, you know, what's happening around us. And so I think as we come through this phase of learning, now, you know, when we looked at three months ago, I feel like we've all learned a lot of deep truths. There's a lot of things coming out. You know what I mean? There's a lot of realization coming up. And now it's time, what I see is it's now, this next three months is about healing what we've learned. Yeah. We've learned so much about ourselves, about the people in our lives, about our habits um, and our, our past, that now we can heal that in order to move forward into this like abundant phase um so for me healing is such a big theme this month I feel like it's really um kicked off with that as we, you talked about that that full moon in Aquarius on the 24th of July I know
1: you were saying that you really
2: enjoyed the full moon is that right
1: yeah I absolutely loved it we went to the beach we had like a at a sister circle but I really love anything with Aquarius and it. it really like sparks my passion
2: yeah so much because Aquarius is the sign of the collective you know what I mean like it's the sign mm-hmm. of the innovator and the forward thinker and so um, this has been a really potent moment and I think is so special about us now on the 22nd of August getting another full moon in Aquarius we get this real opportunity to look at where are we keeping small where are we really sticking to the status quo because Aquarius wants us to really walk our own path it wants us to think way outside the box it wants us to throw the box in the bin and you know completely recreate how we think and how we act and so this is a really potent portal and um i know we're talking as well about like the landscape portal being open like this is such a potent time to reinvent how we're moving through life and where we're sticking to the status quo um Mm -hmm. especially through leo season like, where are we dimming our light? Where are we dimming our light to keep others shining and to keep others comfortable? Um, and how do we need to step into our own power and our own light um, in order to to stay true to ourselves? Because Leo asks us to just be us. You know what I mean? It asks us to just be ourselves, to always speak from the heart and to, to say what we mean and mean what we say, um, especially with that earth um that mars energy at the moment like we need to be very grounded in who we are and what we're doing um yeah so that's that's kind of coming up on the 22nd of august is that next aquarius full moon um between those though we do have a new moon in leo that's happening on Sunday the 8th of august um which when we're recording now is only a few days away and this is all about like it really is manifesting these new cycles of abundance this full moon you know like leo asked us to shower ourselves in like whatever we want like leo is all about the comfort and the shine um and what's been really powerful is that first full moon in aquarius on saturday the 24th of july we were really able to shed and let go of these areas that we're feeling small so now we get this amazing opportunity on sunday the 8th to really manifest these new cycles and go okay I'm shedding these limiting beliefs I'm not holding myself back anymore I'm not keeping myself small this is where I'm gonna play big this is where I'm gonna step up and be seen and be heard um Mm -hmm. and then and then in then those two weeks later the 22nd of August we have again that cycle to be like okay I've been manifesting the abundance from the new moon you know what I mean like I've been making the money moves and that's where we can really work through any other like self-doubt and limiting belief that we can fit, still feel clinging on and that second for me Aquarius is really that time to just shed it and to just let mm-hmm. go um to like reinvent and rethink and rebrand our life like that's what this Leo season is all about it's all about just making those big steps and leaps towards just authenticity you know what I mean
1: Yeah and I feel that so deeply like for myself right now like I'm going through this whole authenticity phase like I'm like questioning everything that I do is this on purpose is this on brand is this serving us so it's so lovely when you reflect back on what we talk about and people can see for what it's mimicking in their own life because the stars really are our guiding forces and when we live in our life with alignment of the stars life flows easier. So grateful that you're here teaching us no. all this,
2: <laughs> and that's and that's why it's so beautiful. And I'm always, I mean, look, I do this for you know, I, this is my life. And I still, when cycles come up, I'm still always surprised at how they mirror my life. Every time, it's a surprise. I'm always like, oh my gosh, that is just so, you know, that's so poignant. That's so, that's just so where I'm at. Um, and so yeah, this is just such such a healing portal. Um, and obviously, you know, where you are at on your journey and where this is in your chart is going to be really unique to you. Um, but it's just still, it's about that looking at our past and looking at where we've been trying to stay comfortable, stay small, stay unnoticed and shedding it and letting it go and, and learning to be comfortable with being seen and, um, and with standing up for, for what we really believe in.
1: Mm. What a beautiful mirror. I just, I just did six readings last week. And they all had that theme, and I'm just like reflecting, and I'm just like, it's so interesting how the universe allows us to be shown what we need to see for ourselves. Mm.
2: I know it's so powerful. and then um, it's really enforced again. So through August, um we have a series of three um squares to the north node. Um, so let me break that down because that sentence sounds a little bit right <laughs> um so the north node in astrology it's um it's a point calculated by the axes of the moon if i'm correct um there's a couple of different ways you can explain it that's always the the thing that stuck in my mind and it, it really indicates um what our souls have come here to do in this lifetime It represents like our highest evolution. I really see it as a version of our higher self. Mm -hmm. And so when the North Node is activated in our chart and playing a real part, it's a real time of evolution and it's a time of real ascension to kind of our highest potential um, and our highest evolvement. Now, the North Node at the moment is in Gemini. Gemini is the communicator. It's the chameleon. It's the adapter. It likes to it likes to kind of sticky beak and it likes to have its like little, you know, it likes to be involved in everything. We might feel like at this time, we're really wanting to, we're very curious, you know, we want to learn more, we want to grow more um, because this is in alignment with our soul right now. And um, so we're going to throughout August for having these squares to the North Node. So I'll give you some dates. So on the 11th of August, we're going to have Mars square the North Node. On the 16th of August, we will have Mercury square the North Node. And then on the 29th of August, we're going to have the Sun square the North Node. So these North Node squares are coming up all through August. A square in astrology is when when a planet or point is um, 90 degrees apart on the zodiac wheel, like looking at the wheel of the birth chart. And squares can be a little bit of uh, an irritating kind of aspect. Um, They can bring up a bit of tension because it's like both points are trying to work their thing. They're trying to flow, um, but they're both kind of getting in each other's way. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that kind of make sense? Um, So what this really shows us with these three squares in a row to that north node is we can feel like we're having these blockages to our evolution and to where we want to go yeah it's like we can see the path we know what steps we need to take but it can just feel like for whatever reason we just we just can't get there whether it's our um our impulse or our patience is getting in the way that's mars whether it's we're overthinking or we just can't seem to to verbalize what it is we actually want that's mercury and whether it's that um maybe the the way isn't clear maybe there's just so much going on and we feel so much energy, but we have no idea where to place it. That's the sun. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's those three kind of squares. And so this is a month where we're really being asked to stay true to that authenticity that we're manifesting with that new moon in Leo and really stay true to no, no, like I know who I am. I know where I'm going. My resolve is so strong because I'm so sure I'm going to get there. Um, and it's about learning from the challenges. It's about learning from the side steps nothing's ever a complete step back it's just a detour (laughs) we just might not get there the way that we think we will Um, but with these these squares it's a real opportunity to learn um, and to trust that we're we're not taking a back step we're not we're not on the wrong path we're just taking a little a little detour there's something we need to learn you know what I mean with squares Mm -hmm. it's like there's lessons that we need to learn that still haven't sunk in so we need to keep learning and keep that mind open.
1: So not thinking it as a negative aspect, just thinking as something that we go through to grow through.
2: Yes, we grow through it to go through. It. That's exactly right. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's the North Node. So it's all about that soul's evolution. Just remembering we're just, we're still on that. We're still making steps to that higher self. You know what I mean? We're still taking steps to our growth. Um, I'd really recommend, um, like, anyone listening or interested, having a look at your birth chart and just see what house Gemini is in um, because that can really indicate, like, kind of what area of life we're being called to evolve into um, because the different houses in the birth chart, they represent the different areas of life. So while the North Node in Gemini in general you know wants us to evolve as that communicator as that curious mind um depending on what house it's in in your chart would be completely different um I can go through the houses if you like
1: so have your workshop coming up so I just thought that would be an epic place for people to learn about this in such a deeper way so maybe we'll just send them to your Instagram because I will be at your workshop I have it on my calendar I
2: have a free masterclass coming up. Um, it's called Cosmic Code. So it's getting to know yourself through your sun, moon and rising. And I'll be going through all the basics of getting to know you, yourself through your birth chart, um, the houses, the signs, what the sun, moon and rising means. So yeah, as Gabby said, um, yeah, pop onto my, my Instagram. Um, it's the link in the bio. It's yeah, it's free and I'm just so excited to be able to share this, um, yeah, these amazing resources with you guys. Um, but yeah, just making sure yeah in the next month, just keeping um just keeping that in your mind's eye, just keeping that that vision clear if you know where you're going to go, um, you know your own strength and power. And yeah, to not be to not let those little sidesteps um yeah, break your break your confidence. Because when we have Leo season as well, it's a very prideful season, you know. We're very much wear our heart on our sleeve. Um so, it's about being able to take that step back and go, No, no, like I am grounded in who I am. I know what I'm doing. I can keep, keep going.
1: Mm. Can I just ask you a quick question in relation yes. to this? What happens if you don't have Gemini in your chart?
2: Ah, very good question. So, even if you don't have any planets or points in Gemini, Gemini is still ruling a house in your chart. Because when we have a look at the wheel of your natal chart, mm-hmm. every single zodiac sign will be on the outside, every single zodiac sign is represented in your birth chart. And so you just need to look for the symbol for Gemini um, and there will be a line of a house, like somewhere in it, (laughs) somewhere in Gemini and whatever house that is, that's the house ruler. So for example, like I don't have anything, any like planets or points in Gemini, but I have Gemini on my ascendant. So Gemini rules my first house. So for me, sorry, a little cough. For me, this is really highlighting my first house, which is issues of like identity, how I show up in the world, Um, like my appearance, my portrayal, making sure I'm staying really authentic to myself in that. Um, Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And that's so relevant for you right now, like with transitioning to this work and like stepping into it to your full velocity, into your full care. Like it's so beautiful. I think the more we dive into astrology and the deeper you kind of learn and evolve through it, the easier it is for you to see that portrayal. And like, I'm just getting to the steps where I see the portrayal. Like I can understand like the story behind the houses and the things like that. So this is a study, guys. The reason Beth is on this podcast is because she's mastering this art. And this all seems so big and woohoo, but when Beth breaks it down and I especially say, go to her masterclass, catch the replay, whatever you got to do, because when you understand those 10 houses, you can literally understand so many aspects of your life at a deeper level like sometimes I know these podcasts I had a few questions last time that I was able to answer and I think I asked you a few questions and then I responded to the people but Mm -hmm. we're always here for questions we love chatting to you guys but this stuff can literally change your life anyways back to Beth and the dates and what's coming (laughs) up (laughs) um no, you're exactly
2: right. And yeah, I just, I love what you're saying about that because it's so right. You just have to, and it's all a lesson, isn't it? Like it's all a journey. It's all learning. Um, and it's very similar to what you do, Gabby. It's just about understanding the energy of what's coming up. And like you said, being able to kind of navigate the flows and cycles of life um, to also show up for ourselves with a bit more like compassion. Um, that's something that's gonna, I feel, is really strong this next few months because... We are going through that phase of healing. We have to meet ourselves with compassion and grace um, through these these harder aspects and through these challenges that are that are here to help us evolve. But, you know, there's still challenges. We're still human. It's still not always the best. You know what I mean? It's still a tough experience yeah. sometimes. Mm. Um, beautiful. So those are the squares. We also have coming up, we have um, Uranus retrograde. So you've probably heard of Mercury retrograde once, twice, or maybe a billion times. <laughs> um, but most planets retrograde throughout the year. Almost all planets do, um, except for Sun and Moon. And I think, oh no, the North Node do retrograde as well. Yeah, almost everything retrogrades at some point throughout the year. Now, Uranus is going retrograde on the 20th of August. Um, and this will be retrograde for the majority of the year, <laughs> for the most of the year. Now, the outer planets, because these are the planets like um, Uranus, Pluto, Neptune, um, they're called outer planets because they're the furthest away from the sun. So they generally retrograde quite often, something that they do. They're quite slow moving, so they kind of, they go retrograde, then they go direct fairly often. Um what's happening with this uranus retrograde is it's really amplifying these full moons in aquarius um because it uranus is um it's the it's the ruler of aquarius like it's the it's the ruling planet of aquarius in modern astrology um and also currently we have saturn in aquarius Saturn rules Aquarius in traditional astrology so we have a big Aquarius focus that's why we're seeing like these buzzwords that have come up like collective consciousness consciousness, 5D ascension all these sorts of things that are coming up so much because it really is a collective awakening with all this Aquarius energy going on Um, what's happening with this retrograde in particular is we're really needing to like redirect ourselves and again going back to those full moon themes where are we sticking to the status quo? And also, Uranus, as it moves through retrograde, it's happening in Taurus. What are we holding on to too firmly? You know, Taurus has a tight grip generally. Taurus can be quite grounded and quite fixed. Where do we need to go with that Aquarian flow? Where do we need to be more kind of flexible and innovative? And where do we need to allow space for change? Yeah. Um, what wounds do we have around change and instability you know does instability is it something that we flow with quite easily is it something that we welcome in our life or is it something that really destabilizes us and makes us you know um revert back to these like old reactions of our old self like this is a great opportunity to really look at healing those to redirecting our responses to change
1: can i just ask for the collective here what is a retrograde? Oh yeah sorry <laughs> I tend to
2: just jump straight ahead. Um, so a retrograde is when a planet um, slows its movement. So planets um, don't always you know they don't always spin on the same axis they wobble around and they don't always like run at the same paces. So it's basically when it slows down it te- it doesn't technically go backwards does that make sense like when people think when they go retrograde they actually go backwards but it's just that they slow their orbit so much that Mm. through the zodiac it looks like they they move backwards because the rest of the zodiac keeps on going does that make sense
1: 100 so many people put those memes up like oh we're in retrograde oh no stay inside don't go outside do you know what i mean like i'm being a bit melodramatic (laughs) Don't, Don't sign a contract yeah i know literally we've all heard it we've all heard it what is your belief on that?
2: Um, well my belief is that that is that that kind of thought it's very much stationed in fear which I don't think we should fear anything from the stars they're literally just a guiding point you know what I mean. I think when retrogrades come up they're a really important time to uh, reassess things. Retrogrades are never really going to bring up themes they're not going to bring up Big surprises, you know, it's not going to bring up brand new problems. It's not going to bring up things that completely surprise us. But what it is going to do is it's going to ask us, Hey, this thing you're doing, it's not really working. I think we need to work it out. I think we need to work on it. I think we need to improve the process. Mars in Virgo, hello. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think we need to improve the process and reconfigure what we're doing and realign because it's just not functional. Do you know what I mean? It's this opportunity to reinvent um and re in like reinvest like you know like focusing our time when retrogrades come up we can often feel ourselves. i know for me with mercury retrograde i'm really focused on my communication i feel really called to be very conscious about my words but that's me reinvesting my time in my words yeah that's me reinvesting my time in taking the time to connect back with what that planet represents what mercury represents do you know what i mean And so this is a great time to reconnect with that Uranus energy of being the innovator, thinking outside of the box and inventing our life in our own unique way. Uranus asks us to walk off the beaten path. You know what I mean? We might keep feeling called to a certain area of study or um, a certain new career path or a new adventure that we're just like, you know, like, oh, just, you know, someone might judge me for doing it or you know it's not it's not how people do things you're on a stretch mm-hmm. all the time to go actually I'm going to shed that limiting belief because I know in my soul this is right for me and I need to prioritize my beliefs and what I know is in my soul true
1: mm-hmm. I love that
2: we love that yeah we love that they we, always kind of yeah they keep us on our toes
1: a hundred percent and I think there is such an aspect of all of this stuff like I'm sitting here writing it down but it's not until I'm going to reflect at the end of each month that I am going to realize that this is what I've gone through even if you try and put everything into practice. There is so much happening that we evolve through in such a short amount of time.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's just about, yeah, like you said, just having those kind of tools in your belt to be like, okay, you know, um, this day is when the Uranus, retro, uh, Uranus retrograde um, like is you know is happening. Um, I'm gonna give myself a little bit extra patience this day because I might be feeling if you're you know if your chances are if you're listening to this you're of an empathic nature we might be feeling that instability in the energy that change in energy yeah so it's like I'm gonna give myself a little bit extra patience this day I'm gonna make sure that I'm giving myself the chance to um, to ground through this transit. Um, to give myself the best kind of preparation that I can.
1: Yeah, mm. that's so beautifully put. So, what's next? What's next? What's next? Nice. We got
2: a couple more things. <laughs> couple things.
1: So, 23rd
2: of August, Virgo season. It's your season, Gabby. It's happening. <laughs> um, through Virgo season, we also have Mars in Virgo, which I've talked about already. Um, Virgo season, plus in Virgo is really allowing us to put action into being more aligned, more organized, more detail-oriented. Like you said, Gabby, getting that calendar, getting the to-do list on point. Um, it's about making sure that we are we are following our alignment and that we're not getting sidetracked. Again, we're not getting sidetracked by the distractions and the instability that, are, that can fly around. And that can really take focus off us um, and making sure we're coming back to self. Um, Also, really important through Virgo season, we need to really be conscious of not getting caught up in those small details that can keep us slow moving and slow to action because, you know, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. Mercury is, you know, it's our thoughts, it's how we process information. And so, Virgo season, we can feel a little bit, um, you know, we can feel a little bit overthinking. Mm, Um, Definitely. (laughs) We can feel sometimes, uh, Virgo season will be a really great time to prioritize like meditation. Prioritize keeping that quiet space for your mind because our mind, it's going to be overworking no matter what (laughs) in Virgo season. So it's about really making sure that we prioritize meditation. We prioritize journaling, getting all our thoughts out onto a paper, or maybe it's a, it's an online journal. Maybe it's um like video journals, like just filming yourself talking, just get it out of the mind so that your body can ground. Mm. Um yeah, but vloggers season, great time for like taking things off the to do list. If there's been things you've been procrastinating, great time to get that done. Spring clean. Um, And also get really clear about our goals, getting really clear about where we want to head and where we want to go.
1: Um,
2: I'm really excited for Virgo season. I love, I think a bit of grounding energy um, will be really beautiful, especially after Leo season. Leo always brings up fire and the impulse.
1: (laughs) Mm. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's very grounding, isn't it? Maybe it's just me, but I'm like in Virgo season, I'm like, this is my complete element we are here
2: <laughs> we just we're do here. those things we're doing the work and
1: then we yeah. go to bed yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: ideal ideal scenarios um then on we skip on through to the next one that really caught my eye 27th of september mercury retrograde we were just talking about him <laughs> so mercury retrograde as we already talked about i so i won't talk about it too depth. Um, but Mercury retrograde is, again, that really great time to look at, okay, how am I communicating with others? Am I communicating in alignment with my values? Am I communicating with people the way that I would like to be communicated with? Do you know what I mean? Like these sorts of things. And it's a really great time to just become really aware. Um, we do, We can need to watch out for like, you know, hypersensitivity around Mercury retrograde Um, because we can be very hyper aware of how people communicate with us. Um, Mm. So we can, you know, we don't want to be, you know, looking for fights where there aren't any. (laughs) Um, Also, Mercury retrograde can be a time where, again, we just can take longer to process things. We need that more time through our mental space to communicate, to take things slowly um, in order to respond and not react
1: yeah definitely Which and I think beautiful. that is a really good way of staying in that like so many people <coughs> as we talk about is negative to mercury retrograde but really it's just you need time you need space you need to check it's in alignment and actually actively check and I think the stars give us such great backing to ask really important questions but we have to prompt ourselves to ask the questions absolutely yeah and you're exactly right we have to
2: you know we can't just sit back and wait for the universe to do everything you know what i mean we have to be an active participant in our healing we have to be an active participant in our growth um so yeah you're exactly right and Virgo season is the time to do it because we're gonna have that clarity around what we need to do and we're gonna have that um added energy to get things done which i think is really powerful Bring it on, bring it on, and then um, to finish off, we are going to have in October we're going to have a little bit of a breath of fresh air because we have got four planets leaving retrograde in October. Whoa, (sighs) which we love. So Pluto will station direct again on seventh of October. Saturn on the eleventh of October. Jupiter on the 18th of October, and Mercury on the 18th of October as well. This the is going, 18th is a big day. 18th big day with Jupiter and Mercury going um stationing direct again. And keep in mind as well with these dates, there is always a bit of a retro shade about five to seven days post um post you know retrograde ending. Um, we can still feel that kind of hangover of the retrograde season. Um, we don't just expect on the 7th of October that Pluto is going to be direct and it's going to be back to, you know, progress and feeling um, shiny and free. Like it, there is that bit of a hangover phase because that's our integration phase. That's where we really need to go, okay, this is what I've learned since Pluto went retrograde first. So I am going to take little baby steps to apply what I've learned um, and to continue the healing work uh but yeah this is going to feel we're going to start to feel a little bit of settle we're going to feel a little bit of stability coming back in which Mm -hmm. is beautiful um and i think with this it's going to be this is kind of for me this is what is going to especially jupiter going stationing direct on the 18th october this is what for me is going to kind of close up this this healing yeah this healing that we're kind of going through in the next three months. And this is what's going to kind of start to project us towards that evolution and that kind of um, chasing the dreams kind of energy because Jupiter is our abundance. It's it's the biggest planet in the solar system. And so wherever Jupiter is, is where we are feeling really abundant and really magical and really prosperous. And so with mm. Jupiter going back direct, that's going to be heading back towards Pisces. Um, if you follow some you know, astrologers or anything on Instagram, you would have seen a couple of months ago when Jupiter returned uh, was in Pisces. Um, it was a big thing. Everyone was talking about it because Jupiter rules Pisces um, in traditional astrology. Um, in modern astrology it's ruled by Neptune but a lot of people still see the correlation between Jupiter and Pisces Um, and it's the sign of the mystic it's the sign of um, tapping into that um, that empathic that intuitive that um, divine feminine and I don't mean in like a woman way but like literally that divine feminine receptive energy Um, now when Jupiter went retrograde it left Pisces again went back to Aquarius went back to that kind of um, forward thinking forward planning energy and now with it going direct it's going to be moving back towards Pisces where we can go back into that abundant state of receptivity Mm. of attracting our dreams instead of chasing them does
1: that make sense amazing Mm. that sounds
2: beautiful Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for Jupiter to, re, to return to Pisces. And what I think, I think the lesson here with Jupiter having retrograded back into Aquarius from Pisces is like, okay, Jupiter was in Pisces for like a little month or two. We got a taste of our dreams, yeah? We got a taste of the life that we wanted. Now, Jupiter has gone back to um, Aquarius. We've been able to see, okay, I'm gonna, like with all this Aquarius energy we were talking about, the start, I'm shedding these limiting beliefs. I'm letting go of the things that don't serve me anymore. So now when I head back to that dream state, to that dream place, I'm so much more equipped and I know so much more of what I'm worthy of that I can receive even more abundance and I can really step into that that divine flow in a new and more um, evolved kind of way.
1: That's insane. That's going to be amazing. So can I just ask, Yeah. So Jupiter rules abundance. What does Pluto rule?
2: Yes. Pluto rules um, transformation. Pluto is like our magic dark. It's the shadow work. It's where we're asked to die and be reborn. Essentially. It really is. um, And I think, again, I think we've seen a lot of that through this Pluto retrograde is like we are We're being asked to just shed so much. We're being asked Mm. to really dig deep and look at what do we, what roots do we need to pull out of our subconscious in order to step into this abundance, yeah? Wow. Um, Pluto is in Capricorn at the moment. So Capricorn is the, um, it's the hard work and it's the long-term. And Pluto, uh, Capricorn is also that grounded energy. So it's looking at um, with the Pluto retrograde, it was really looking at um where do we feel really unstable in our life and how can we cultivate more stability and how can we cultivate more groundedness in ourself and in our mastery um and more confidence in our abilities. And so that's this Pluto retrograde has really been kind of getting us to work through um yeah where where we don't feel where we don't feel safe and where we don't feel confident to step into that um
1: that leadership Mm. you know when that started started
2: april this year
1: that was ages ago yeah
2: um outer planets tend to retrograde for quite some time
1: so what's the normal length like four months yeah
2: about four to five yeah about four to five kind of months but it really can vary it really it it can can mix up a lot um mercury retrograde usually no much more than oh like four four or five weeks I think five weeks is the longest one that I've seen and experienced um yeah Hmm.
1: the the stars can still throw you a (laughs) curveball oh they like to surprise us all (laughs) I think so that is just so much that we have in store I'm really excited to see and reflect back and I think having you on this podcast is such a beautiful way for people to actually stop and reflect and to see what's coming up and see what they've gone through to and grown through and become because the stars literally are our guiding map yeah and I think yeah and just thank you so much for letting me be here to talk about this
2: and I think that's what I love about it so much and that's what I and so honored that I get to bring to this work and, and through like my readings is like, it's literally the stars. It's, it's opportunities for healing always. It's always a lesson and it's always looking at how do I need to keep evolving? How do I need to keep growing? Um, and how can I come back to um, my own healing? Cause that's what the, the stars and our own natal chart really shows us is what am I here to heal? What am I here to learn and work through? Um, and how can I work through the energy of the moment just to keep showing up as best I can? It's not always about um, learning the lesson because some lessons are just for life. You know what I mean? Some things are just things that we just need to keep trying and um, trying to evolve through. It. And like you said, grow through to go through. Um, so yeah, that's what I think is, yeah, it's so special about this work and why I'm, I'm so lucky to do it because it, it really just, it brings us to our own heart center and it brings us to our own into our own healing power because we all have the power to be our own healer we just need to understand what energies to tap into
1: Mm, i love that that is so Mm. powerful so how can they connect with you how we how can we book a reading tell us all about it um
2: so please reach out on um, instagram it is just at bethany marple with An underscore on the end, but I'm sure you'll find me. Um, and then I have a link in my bio for readings. I do um astrology readings, I do a tarot, I do both, um, and I do solar return readings, which is like um a re- projection of like the year ahead and what energies are coming up for you for the next year. Um, so yeah, please feel free to. Um, have a look at the link uh, just message me if you have any questions about this or you just want to dive deeper and I will be coming um, out shortly with some one-on-one mentorships as well which I'm really excited to bring forth so if you've ever wanted to learn more about astrology how to yeah
1: incorporate it into your daily life um, keep your eyes peeled <laughs> because Beth is the girl for that and also don't forget to check out her workshop I will be there I can't wait to see you I can't wait to learn more it will be epic I just want to thank you guys all for showing up today for allowing your higher
0: self to be led to this podcast before we take off for today's episode I just wanted to remind you I now have enrollments open for psychic school so if you want to work with me find out how to communicate with your guides, how to understand yourself at a deeper level. Head to my website to book in a free discovery call or message me on Instagram and I can send you the link. I would love to connect. So until next time, stay intuitive, stay wise, stay humble and send out so much love to this ever evolving universe.